everyone. Today I'm talking to Larissa Russell. Larissa is an international best-selling author, speaker, artist, coach, and healer. She is the founder of Creative You Healing, an online coaching and learning platform that helps women step into their authenticity with the help of creativity. Larissa also hosts the Creative Soul Healing Podcast, where every week she has amazing conversations with creative healers and people who have healed with the help of creativity. Larissa also founded Queer Voice, a not-for-profit that shares stories of the LGBT plus community, as well as sharing resources to help LGBT plus youth understand that they are not alone. Sadly, the suicide rate of the LGBT plus youth as as much as eight times higher than hetero youth. Larissa also hosts their podcast of the same name, Queer Voice. As a master of change that she's developed through her life adventures, Larissa has a unique perspective that helps women learn and feel comfortable with their boundaries, as well as to find out what they really want from their lives. So welcome, Larissa. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's so great to have you. It's so great when I get to talk to someone who's not only a super interesting guest, but also a friend. <laughs> I love that you think I'm super interesting. <laughs> I definitely do. So maybe you could just start out by telling us just about how you came to doing this interesting work. I mean, this is a really unique kind of niche. So maybe tell us about how you got here. Yeah, absolutely. So I've always been a creative person. I've always, um, you know, had crafts or painting. I taught. Um, I had a home decorating business back in the, the 90s when it was really popular to do stenciling and rag rolling and things like that. Um, I've, you know, always had my hand in teaching crafts and art. And I kind of moved away from it as my life shifted. The kids were getting older and there was a lot going on with teenagers. And then about seven years ago, I had a really bad bout of depression that almost took my life. It was that bad. And I realized that our healthcare system, as good as it can be in Canada, mental health is not their uh, strong suit at all. Mm -hmm. And I needed to do something for my own self if I was going to get better. And so I started incorporating creativity into my own life again, purposefully. So not just as a, an escape, but actually on purpose doing specific things. And I, w I managed to heal myself with that. And it, it wasn't an overnight thing. It takes time to do that. But with that, I realized how important creativity is for us and then what it can do to help us and so I wanted to share that and so that's sort of how it started I started with just sharing creativity thinking you know well creativity is healing so but the more I worked with people and creativity I realized that it needs to be more intentional and so that's where the healing with creativity came and I much more intentional with the exercises that I do with them and you know, different things to work through what's holding us back and what stops us from living our best lives. Wow. Well, one thing that you taught me um, in many of our conversations, you know, I would always joke that I'm craft phobic. I'm just, I would never identify with being a creative person at all. Um, and you really reminded me about this idea that 
everybody's creative. Everybody has some level of creativity. Can you speak to that a little? Yes, absolutely. Because I believe that creativity is in everything we do and all creativity is healing. But when we can intentionally create, it exponentially helps us heal. So what I mean by that, you know, whether you're baking a cake or um, creating a cooking your dinner, right? Those little things that you might add to it or the new way you might try something or even creating a spreadsheet. Um, I use a lot of colors in mine, you know, starting a business, gardening, everything we do is creative in some way. And so we've really been taught that to be creative, air quotes, creative, we need to be writing a novel or painting a masterpiece or, you know, playing in a symphony or a rock band. And, and that's not what creativity is. And so creativity is literally in everything we do. It's the way we think. And so when we can expand on that and start to allow that creativity, it can really move us forward. And so um, it's really interesting, this idea of the connection between creativity and mental health. And you know, a lot of women in midlife, this is really a time where a lot of women develop symptoms of depression or anxiety. And I'd never really thought of this. I just think of the really standard kind of regular treatments that we would have for those types of um, illnesses. Maybe you can talk about that connection so I understand that a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Because I do work primarily with women uh, 40 plus. I do have a few younger people, but primarily women 40 plus. And, and really it's about finding that space and time for ourselves. Right. Because as as women, especially, we are so busy. We are always putting other people's needs first, our spouse, our children, our job, whatever it is. We're, we're the caretakers. That's what we do. And so having an outlet that allows us to look after our own self. And, and one of the things about creativity and mental health is the fact that we start to uncover things that we don't even think about. So for instance, I use journaling in everything. In every program that I have, we use journaling because it's a really important part of, of the creativity and, and writing and uncovering things. But even a little different than that is like, let's say I'll, I'll provide an exercise where we're using crayons or paint or something fun like that. And we start to sort of work through those, you know, prompts that I give. And we don't even really realize what's happening until we end up with this picture in front of us. And then we, we can look at it and go, oh, I didn't even know that that's what was happening with me. Because we start to uncover those emotions. And, and it doesn't necessarily, like, you don't draw a picture of, you know, fear. Because what does fear look like? We don't draw a picture of anger. But there are certain things that as you're, if you allow yourself to feel as you're creating, you can pick those out. And, and the more we do it, the easier it gets. But then we also ask some questions afterwards. You know, how am I feeling right now? What, what was I feeling while I was doing this? You know, those sort of questions that allow us to dig a little deeper. And often it happens quite unexpectedly we don't even realize that we're holding on to something until it comes out in the way we've expressed ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So someone like me, you know, my, my craft phobic tendency or what I would say creative phobic tendency, someone like me, where would I get started if I wanted to go through kind of an exercise like this? Where, what would I have to think about? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways. It doesn't have to be picking up crayons or, you know, I always say start with journaling because mm -hmm. I think that's such an important part. And if you can just do a little bit each day to get you started, it, it's super beneficial. Uh, journaling will just open up so many things. And I know a lot of people are afraid of people reading what they write because they don't want, you know, open themselves up and then someone will read it. But there's tips and tricks we can do for that. One that um, I really like to do is to write in four directions on my page. So, you know, you start writing down your page and then you flip your book a quarter and then you write and then you flip it again. So you end up writing in four directions. It's also saving paper, which I think is really good for our environment, <laughs> which is great. But I would say journaling is a great place to start. But we also, um, you know, even something like a coloring book, you know, if you don't find feel that you are creative, pick up a coloring book and just allow yourself to be immersed in the act of coloring and the stress that that can relieve if you allow yourself. And don't worry about coloring in the lines and don't worry about whether your leaves are green or, you know, just do what feels right for you and, and just enjoy it and allow that sort of stress to melt away. There's a reason a lot of people do crafts. It's really mm -hmm. helpful with stress and things like that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's my first step. <laughs> I'll definitely be doing some journaling and some coloring. That sounds great. Yeah. Is there any common thread um, with the women that you work with? Do you notice anything that's similar? Yeah, I would say the, the biggest similarity, I mean, well, this year it's been really, people are struggling with what's happening with COVID, but Overall, it's women that get to a point in their life where they're ready for a change. I've put everybody else first. And I think that's why I mostly work with mature women because they've put everybody else first and now it's my turn. So what can I do to help myself? How can I sort of step into my own authentic self and figure out who I am? And so I think, yeah, I mean, that's definitely the common thread that I see is wow, I do a lot for others. And, and they may not say it in that way, but that is where it's coming from, right? So mm -hmm. they could be just angry at the world or they could be having a relationship difficulty or they could be wanting, like, what's next? I don't know, or they've ret recently retired. But it's all about being there for others. And then now it's like, it's my turn, mm -hmm. right? And so some of the women that you work with, I would imagine, go off and um, use some of the things that they create to sell. Does that happen more often with women who are um, in midlife or older? It, it is becoming a thing, I have to say, um, mm. because people are realizing that they do have, and I specifically work with women, so I would say women realize that they do have a skill behind mm. something that they do and then they can and it may not be necessarily selling a craft or a, or a painting although that does happen but they may realize how creative they are and they'll start a business of something else because they can use their creativity in a different way or they'll use their design skills you know um, go into graphic design or 
creating t-shirts. Um, I have one lady who started a t-shirt business because she really enjoyed putting the pieces together. She doesn't create all of the things for the shirt necessarily, but she puts all the pieces together and then creates that print. And so there's, yeah, definitely different things that, that people do to sell. Um, it's not the biggest focus. I've probably had, you know, well, I've had quite a few women who have stepped into wanting to start a business mm. and I've become sort of a business coach at some, at, for some as well, because it's like, okay, I, I want to take not necessarily this creative act of painting or, or journaling, but I want to now, like, what do I want to do with my life? What do, where do I want to go from here? Right. We're not dying at 40 and 50. We're dying at like 90 and a hundred. So if you retire at 55, what do you do? Right. And, and so it's like, what do I want to do now? And some of it's, you know, not what would be considered the norm of creativity, right? Mm -hmm. Not, you know, being an artist or a novelist, but, you know, starting, um, a tech business or starting a dog walking business, things like that, you know, because mm -hmm. they're just like, Oh, this is a creative outlet for me. This is something I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So they can see those alternatives after yeah. they've explored that creativity. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. One question I always like to ask guests is just if you could think of three pieces of advice that you could give to our listeners around um, embracing their creativity or using their creativity for healing, what would those be? Kind of your top three. I would, I would say the most important things, creativity and healing, is to be truthful with your own self, right? Mm. And sometimes that's really hard, especially if we're worried about somebody else in the picture. So journaling is a perfect example. So covering that up if you need to, writing in different directions or painting over top of it. Um, so being truthful with yourself, I think, is the number one because you're not going to get anywhere without that. Uh, and sometimes we have to sort of fake it till we make it. But when it comes to healing, we really need to be honest because that is what's going to move us forward. Mm -hmm. And then I think just doing. So making sure that if you make a commitment to yourself, you continue that commitment and you don't have to continue it forever. But if you make a commitment, say for, I'm going to try this for one week, actually do that for one week, because when we, when we tell ourselves something and then we don't follow through, our brain is then going, oh, you can't be trusted, right? Mm -hmm. And so we need to be able to trust ourselves. And so start with those little things like I'm going to journal for 10 minutes a day for one week and then actually do that so that you build up that sort of trust with your brain and it can know that, oh yeah, you can be trusted. So when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it and it becomes a little easier. And then third thing is I highly recommend journaling. I really do. I think everybody should be doing it. And sometimes it's just a matter of brain dumping on the page and you don't even know, you know, why you're doing it. You're just spewing just stick with it. I think if you can write, and this is Julia Cameron as well, the morning pages, three pages a day, three full scat pages a day, not three tiny little pages. Um, because usually it's about page two and a half. So you're, you know, almost done. And all of a sudden that's when the nuggets come. 
that's when the important information comes because you've cleared out all the crap and now you get to the good part the stuff you need and to know that journaling is just free form that's what you're mm -hmm. saying just write it out yeah just write yeah wow three yeah. full pages okay i might have to take on that challenge <laughs> it's a big <laughs> challenge <laughs> but it can be done. And if you really want to dig in, it's, it's the best way. The other thing is journaling prompts. If you want to do a 10 minute a day um, practice, have a journaling prompt that focuses you on that one thing. Mm. Yeah. That Such works really great well. advice. Yeah. So where could our listeners find out more about your work? Well, I'm at creative you, that's the letter U dot CA. And that's because I'm in Canada, but I am global. I have clients all over the world now. Um, so yes, creative you, the letter U dot CA. I'm also on Facebook, YouTube. We have lots of great videos on there. Also my podcast, creative soul healing and uh, Instagram creative you. Great. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and I'll make sure that those links are included in our show notes. And uh, thanks again. It was great to have you. It was great to be here. Thank you.